Hey, welcome to the Jerry Gherkin Show, where we get our kicks out of watching people succeed. I'm your host, Jerry Gherkin. That time is now. You know what? I haven't done this in quite some time, but a little fun fact about me is I like to tell dad jokes. I'm kind of the self-proclaimed king of dad jokes. And Taylor, did I ask you, if did I ever tell you the joke about the pizza? No, I have not heard that joke. Uh, never mind. It's too cheesy. <laughs> I uh, a little lightened it up today. You know, we got it's dreary here where I'm at. It's raining, it's cold. So hey, why not throw a little dad joke out there? Well, that's, hey, that's I'd like great. to welcome Taylor Sherman to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Hey, so uh you work as a sales coach at Blue Sky Benefit Solutions. I think that's where we met, right? First yeah, time yep. out at Apex. And then uh at Entrepreneurs we interacted again, I think another time or some kind of meetup, but a couple different times out in Dallas. And then uh, also you uh, started a business called The Gold Print? Yes. Okay, cool. I want to jump into that. We can talk a little bit about what you do um, with Blue Sky, but let's let's just talk about Gold Print for a minute. So how did you develop this business? Get, give the listeners a little background about what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I have uh, been in sales for the last decade or so of my life. And um, just throughout my personal development and self-development process, I have found that there are a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that do not have, um, you know, that don't really have a, a great voice or somebody to look, you know, look forward to and look to. So I created the gold print um, after just kind of coaching other people within the insurance industry and realized that there are more women that need to be leaders. And so I decided that that would be me and uh, no better time than now. So just started the gold print to essentially help train people, uh, specifically women into becoming more confident and essentially being able to create more of their dream lives that they're looking for. Nice. And then with the, uh, the zoom platform, that's probably really kind of broadened your abilities to, um, grow your business. And yep. I know that that's done crazy things for me when I started doing this podcast back in February of 2020. Okay. No idea about how to do a podcast. No, no clue. But uh, my producer was doing marketing for me, Meredith. And she was like, I know how I'm going to make you a celebrity. You're going to start doing your own podcast. <laughs> and I said, I don't know what I'm doing. So, but Hey, commit first and figure it out later. So we started doing yeah. that. And then March of 2020, here we are COVID. And so nobody could do anything. They were sitting at home. So it opened up a broad variety of, of, uh, of guests that I've been able to get on the show. And I'm sure the same thing is true with you and Goldprint is, is you can yep. reach so many people all over the world, really. Definitely. Yeah. I think it's a unique, uh, unique thing that we've been pushed to kind of accept is that there are so many more opportunities out there on a bigger scale than, you know, specifically what I was used to. And, and I'm sure with you as well, with the car business that, you know, you rely so heavily on your local reputation, right? You want people to like you and trust you in your local market, but that is just a tiny little piece, a tiny portion of what is potentially out there for you. And it's just about learning how to become that person as well over virtual meetings as you do in person, right? Like that's one of the biggest things that I've transitioned to is, is people, people want to see and feel that energy, regardless of if it's in person or over the camera. So that's what I've really been working on honing in my skills to be able to deliver that same level of passion, even if it's across the computer screen. So it, it works out pretty well. Yeah. And you think about the travel time, you know, the traditional way to, to have these kind of encounters with uh, speakers or coaches, it's typically face-to-face -face or in an audience and you go to a seminar, but you have 
travel time, hotel costs, all these other things. And then you have to figure out if you have kids, you got to figure out babysitting or, you know, running all these other variables that are out there. But if you can jump on a Zoom call like we are right now and in, in recording this, um, you know, it's literally I was doing something three minutes ago and I sat down and here we are, you know, so it wasn't <laughs> and there's no expense. You know, it's just here we are. And it's, it's really super cool. And it's really broadened, I think, a lot of people's scope as far as what the what the world is like. It's shrunk the world quite a bit. And it's because it used to be for me, I'd be like, how can I reach this many people? How can I how can I be that person? You know, we'll talk about imposter syndrome here in a minute. But um, Mm -hmm. but when I was when I was thinking that through, I was like, there's no way, you know, that's a little self-talk stuff. But now with this and and then the um, the interaction that we have with uh, the the crazy cool group of people that we interact with on a regular basis in our apex group and break free Academy. Um, it's, it's becoming more and more of a reality. And then the processes are out there and, and it's pretty simple stuff. And I think we drag the symbol of the complex too many times. And so now it's, mm-hmm. it's becoming more evident that it is a simple process and we can reach and we can help and we can share and we can help grow other human beings uh, to be the best version of themselves. So that's really super cool. How, how is the, how long have you had the, the business going then? So it's just been, um, a last, the last couple months, um, I've been working on creating content and different digital resources. So I do have a training platform and things like that, uh, to deliver through the internet. So I just actually am launching my website as well. It's just getting wrapped up this week. Um, so I'm excited to, you know, start pushing that out a little bit more and more, uh, to get some more people excited about it. So do you have like a, a Facebook group yet established with, for gold print? I'm working on that too right now. Yep. So that's, in I was the middle thinking of for the launched. listeners out there, if they're interested in getting a hold of you, obviously they could DM you or, or look you up <laughs> on, uh, on social media, but if you had a private Facebook group, that might be a way to go to. And I'm sure yeah. it's in the, in the process. So that, that'll be, that'll be super cool when that happens. Definitely. Cool. Awesome. So what are the, what are some of the things that you've had to overcome when you're, when you're trying to put this thing together, you know, this, Yeah. For, yeah, for the business of launching, you know, launching a business. So everything that I've done in the past, I've, I've kind of known what to do right in sales. You just learn how to talk to people and then how to learn how to convert those people into buying. And so that process of learning how to sell has been uh, more of a simple process. So when I started with the gold print, that was really set up some walls for me. And so some of those walls included, How do you build a website? How do you create something online again that somebody else is just watching, right? So you're, you're creating a one-sided conversation. So that was really a challenge for me of creating incredible content. Um, you know, again, building those websites and different things to put in place so people can get attracted to, to me and to what I'm doing. So that is, and it's still, I know that will continue to be such a big hurdle for me and a really big learning experience is simply learning how to communicate with people that they should like and trust and, and essentially join me with, with learning. So that has been, uh, that's definitely the biggest struggle is just those pieces are specifically more technical than, than what I'm used to on a daily basis, right? Like I know that in sales and what I do with benefits is I, Hey, I call people, I get my leads. I follow up with those people. I have meetings. I run meetings really well and people want to work with me. And so from that perspective to switching it to completely online without having that personal touch of an actual interaction in a different way is really what has made me get uncomfortable with 
creating that and launching a business. And it sounds really cheesy when I say that out loud, but it really is. And it really was an uncomfortable, you know, portion of time of trying to get that to be what I wanted it to be. So well, I, I, I think yeah. if you weren't uncomfortable, you wouldn't care. You know, if, if, yeah. if you really care about what you're doing, then it would just be, on. Yeah, let's just try this thing. But because you truly care and you're genuine about what you're trying to do and accomplish, and giving back to people and helping them grow, then that's why you're uncomfortable about it. But mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that uh, I was had a coaching client yesterday I was talking to, and we were just talking about the 90-10 rule, you know, 90-10, 90% of the stuff that you're going to put out there as far as content creation is adding value to other people. Yeah. And then the other 10% is what you actually do, you know, and um, I've, I've got a client now that it was just a, a coffee conversation. Uh, a couple couple weeks and then we just were talking talking and I just kept adding value adding value uh, to this man's life and and he's like can we do this every week and so I was struggling over that because it's like this was the third week and I haven't asked him for any money you know I've just been talking to him you know because Mm -hmm. I enjoyed his company but we also have other things to do and this was an hour out of my day every every one day a week and so um I was actually talking to Wiley the other day about it. And he said that, you know, I I actually put it out there because I was struggling with how am I going to approach this topic? Because I I like this guy. I really think that I can add value to his life, but I get, I get paid money to do this stuff, you know? So like, so that, that coming day, the next meeting we got together and, and I didn't even have to talk about it. I didn't even have to bring it up. It was so crazy how it happened. He's like, you know what you are? You're a coach. And I said, yeah, I am. And I do it for money. And so he's like, well, how does that, what does that look like? So I explained it to him and he thought about it for a few minutes and he's like, okay, can we keep doing this? And that was it. I didn't have to, yes. pick anything. but you know, it's like, but what I'm getting to is, is I just kept adding value, adding value, adding value. And then eventually the law of reciprocity takes over. It may not happen, you know, in a couple of days It may not happen in a couple of years, but it does happen. Yep. So if you're genuine and you just keep giving back, it, it's going to come back to you. I absolutely love that. I think that that is, I think that's more powerful than people realize. And I'm a, I'm a really big believer in, in energy and finding that connection with people. And so I do that every single day in my sales position as well as I'm trying to, and I am giving, giving more information. I'm helping people understand why these specific benefits are important. And even though I have clients that say yes to me after the first meeting, most of those clients that I get on board don't happen in one meeting, right? Most of the time it's over a few months, maybe even a few years. So there's clients that I've worked with that I've tried to get on as clients for two, three years before they finally say yes. But yeah, that's exactly, you just nailed it with saying that like, people will see that you genuinely want to bring value and that you are bringing value. And then they will be, you know, essentially you'll be rewarded with that with clients or with, you know, whatever. Right. So it's just all about creating that, that offering for people. Yeah. They're like, Holy cow, you're doing all this for free. I got to pay you something. I feel like I'm obligated to give (laughs) something back. Please let me do this. Right. Right. Yeah. Two and a half year hiatus from the car business and went into the insurance and investment business. Really? Oh yeah. So uh, it was the uh, toughest two and a half years I think I've had, yeah, I was, uh, you talk about the top 10 stresses in life. So my wife quit her job because she was pregnant for our second daughter. We bought a house, bought two new cars and I switched jobs all in a month. And then you jump into this business, which you're selling an intangible, 
you know, I'm, I'm used to having people feel, smell, oh, the new car smell, mm-hmm. hey, this is great. It's more of an emotional type of thing. And then you're trying to tell them about stuff that they're paying for now that's going to benefit people in the future or when they die, you know, yep. or whatever that might be. Is I likened it, the analogy I would use is like selling cars is like playing blackjack and selling insurance products is like playing solitaire. Because it's like when you go to the deli, they say, and what else would you like? And what else would you like when you have your insurance interaction and your next appointment is, and your next appointment is, and your next appointment is where I, I sell a car in 45 minutes, it's open and done, you know, mm-hmm. and then they're busting bugs down the road where this, you know, you do the fact finding and then you do the proposal and then you come back to follow up and then you deliver the policy. And so there are so many more interactions that you have. And it is definitely the long game. So it's a completely different thing. But for me at that time, I was good at it. I was rookie of the year in the company the first year, but I wasn't making the money. And I got a wife, I got two babies, I got a mortgage, mm-hmm. I got a couple car payments. I'm like, me and Absolute Citron became really, really close <laughs> during that time frame. But no, I have I have a lot of respect for people that that uh, maintain and sustain and then thrive in that industry because because it isn't uh, it isn't the easiest thing to do. But once you stick around for a while and you start to continue to add value to people's lives and then and then you you deliver those insurance checks that uh, just during a tough time, but it changes a different perspective. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's crazy rewarding. It really definitely. Is. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've absolutely loved my, loved my time. And, you know, I never thought growing up that, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be an insurance rep. You know, that's not a dream job for anybody. So yeah, right. <laughs> just uh, You're one rung up from the, uh, the car guy and the lawyer, I guess. Right? <laughs> <laughs> as far as public's perception, but definitely, so you yeah. just wrote a post recently about uh, the Jekyll and Hyde uh, type of mentality. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to that? Yeah. I mean, I just think that it is so prevalent in today's world. You know, you see it all over people's faces, not necessarily people's social media, because nobody really posts as much about that. Uh, But really what drove me to post that is that I just personally, I struggle with that a lot. You know, I struggle with thinking about, oh, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not worth it. You know, what makes me think that I can deserve to have this big client or, you know, create great value and create generational wealth for myself and my family. And then flipping that switch of thinking, well, why not me? Right? Like, why wouldn't that be me? And so my internal struggle, and especially when I first got started in sales, I used to tell myself this all the time. Oh, I'm too young. Nobody's going to listen to me. And, oh, I'm a female. Nobody's going to listen to me, you know, in a, in a space that is really more, older male dominated, right. Especially in my area that I live in, it is totally, you know, I was, seeing myself as less than, but when I started to flip that script in my mind of thinking, that's why people want to work with me. People want to work with me because I am a caring and passionate individual. And I also happen to be female. Oh, and I'm also young. You know, that is a great thing that I flipped in my own head that I have a hunger and a drive that will not be put out. And so instead of thinking, oh, I'm young and people think that I'm too young and I don't know what I'm talking about. I flip that and I use that as part of conversations when I was selling is that I am so hungry for your business. I will literally find out any answer that you're looking to be, you know, or any question that you're looking to be answered. I will find that out. And so once I started to flip that to my advantage, I really saw the confidence soar. And part of that Jekyll and Hyde mentality is, well, it's all mental, right? It's hundred percent mental. What do I think of myself? What do I tell myself? And at the end of the day, I'm the only person that controls that, 
right? There's nobody sitting over my shoulder saying any of these words. It's just my own brain doing that. So as soon as I learned that I could control that and that I would be that person to say, why not me? And to use those, so, you know, quote unquote, so-called crutches as bad things to use them as incredible things, as incredible reasons for people to like and trust me and do business with me. So that's that mentality because I, again, I see it on people's faces all the time, especially with new salespeople. Right. And I'm sure you see this too, that somebody comes on board, they're super excited in this this could also be with entrepreneurs too. They come in, they're super excited. They know that they can earn X amount of dollars and they've got all these great goals and things like that. And then all of a sudden over the next few months, that just completely fades. And what's fading is their belief. What's fading is their confidence and their ability to be that person that they need to be in order to get those goals. So I, I posted about that because it just like, it's so, it's just crazy. Our brain is so powerful in a good and bad way. So <laughs> I think the biggest thing that you touched on there, and and, and I hope that uh, this resonates with the listeners, is the belief. Yeah. Um, it, you have to believe, it's cliched, believe to achieve, but it's true. You know, if, if you allow doubt to enter into your mind, um, I do a segment in on fear and doubt and how you squash fear and doubt with knowledge and skill. Where do you get the knowledge and skill from things like this, interacting with mentors, books, and once you um, have the knowledge and skill, then you get the courage and confidence to overcome the fear and doubt. That's a really quick version of what the whole content is about. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you have a belief system, if you if there is no doubt in your mind and I'll use this as an, an analogy, I wrestled for like 25 years. OK. And I, I was a college senior and I had this college freshman. I was an All-American. This college freshman came in and we're in the same weight class and he didn't even qualify for state, but he walked on the re- in the wrestling room and we get in the ring together. Do you think I think I'm going to beat him? Absolutely. So I have that internal belief. Maybe he gets lucky and he c- catches me with this slick move and he takes me down. But I know in my heart of hearts, and I'm going to bust my hump as hard as I can, because I know in my heart of hearts, there is no possible way in the world that this guy is going to beat me. But that's a belief. And that creates passion and that creates energy and that creates. So we allow these things on the external to enter into our mind. And again, we talked about the mentality uh, to doubt yourself and doubt your abilities because of the things that happen. And, and a lot of people like us, you know, we're in a rejection business, you know, mm-hmm. but if you put this in perspective, if you're a baseball player and you go up 10 times and you get out seven, you're batting 300, you're a superstar. Mm-hmm. We want to focus on the one or two or three or four failures instead of all the wins that we had. And again, that's a self-talk and that's how you have to rewire your mind or callous your mind or train your brain or whatever, how you, whatever you want to do it. But Mm-hmm. I just think that positive affirmations and, and that communication with yourself, I have up on my vision board, talk to yourself instead of listen to yourself. Because when you're talking to yourself and you're telling yourself these positive things about yourself, you can do it the other direction. You can go down that road and say that I'm a piece of shit and I'm fat and I'm ugly and whatever. You can go that road too. And that's going to mm-hmm. take you down the spiral. But, but you can change that. And there's your Jekyll and Hyde analogy. You can change that and tell yourself that you are great and that you are powerful and that you are professional and that you have value and, you know, all these positive affirmations. And then that helps you squash that chatterbox in the back of your brain when it comes up. Yeah, I have a, um, an interesting story when I was in, 
I, it was in college one year I was running to be the snow queen, you know, the like homecoming or whatever type of thing. And, um, I remember talking to my mom about who I was going to vote for. And she's like, well, why aren't you voting for yourself? And I was like, Oh, I, I don't know. I guess I, am I supposed to vote for myself? And she's like, yes, that's literally what you're supposed to do. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess I didn't really realize that, but it just started this conversation with my brain of like, why wouldn't I vote for myself in the first place? Right. Like just a silly, simple thing like that. And just knowing that, you know, my parents were such a huge impact on me in a really positive way when I was younger that I literally felt like I could do anything. Like they would be like, yes, Taylor, go for it. You got this. And so that just that conversation just really sticks in my mind for some reason that my mom was like, why wouldn't you vote for yourself? Why wouldn't you believe in yourself too? And, and I ended up winning the snow queen. So that was pretty cool, but I'm, hey, I'm, right. I like to tell myself it was because of my vote, right? Yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't. So anyways, um, it's just kind of interesting though, how you, how you start to form thoughts about you are all based around when you first get started are based around what other people are saying and thinking. And so when you can start to hone in on what that actually means and why that is the way that it is, that is when you can start to transform that into what you want to be listening to, what you want to be hearing from yourself, which is I am successful. I am powerful. I'm confident. People are attracted to me, you know, those types of things. And that is what will start to happen for you. So I just, I, I love that mentality. And I really like your vision board back there too. That looks you incredible. That? You see that? Yes. I'm pointing I to I am on my vision. I, board. Am. Yep. I am. I am. I am. Great. I am. But yeah, so that's, that's crazy cool. So can you define uh, the imposter syndrome? Cause we kind of danced around a little bit and then sure. uh, kind of give, give some of the listeners if, if they're dealing with this syndrome. Uh, and I think once it's defined, um, they'll probably relate to it and then kind of tell a little bit about it. We, we've touched on a little bit, but let's go a little bit deeper. Yeah. So my understanding of the imposter syndrome is basically just some form of self-sabotage, right? So, you know, consciously that you are capable and you are more than capable of creating and achieving whatever it is that you want. But the imposter syndrome is what settles in essentially and forces you to become more average, forces yourself to doubt you, um, and just basically makes you take a, ba a back seat. And so it, it makes you feel like you don't belong in the life that you're living. Essentially, if you have created a level of success in your life and all of a sudden you start doubting that. That is exactly what the imposter syndrome says. It says, you're not good enough. Why do you think that you can have this? You know, that sort of thing. So in my mind, that is really what imposter syndrome is. And I think to a level, we've all experienced this because of the outside forces, you know, and, and that's really what we're battling against on a daily basis. It's just like the same that you were talking about in wrestling. Like it's, it's what is, happening outside that's causing me to shift inside. And we need to change that to think, what can I shift inside to change outside? You know, when, when you start to battle that imposter syndrome with those incredible affirmations, with that self-belief, that is where you're going to breed that confidence. So, you know, I competence breeds confidence, right? I've heard that quote before, but you know, it just, it just really boils down to you believing in you. And I talk a lot about self-belief and about confidence and all this stuff, but I think that it's so, I think that it's just so ignored. People just don't believe that there's an energy that is possibly created in you to change the way that things happen on the outside. So that's kind of my long, long and short answer of self, you know, of imposter syndrome and how you as a self can change what that is for you. Yep. 
I've talked about this a couple different times and I'll keep talking about it because I think the analogy really, and, and maybe we've got some first time listeners here, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, a flea can jump three feet in the air, but if you take a dozen fleas, a tiny little flea can jump three feet in the air. And if you take a dozen fleas and you put them in a mason jar and you put the lid on top, they'll jump and hit the top, jump and hit the top, jump and hit the top. Eventually you can take the lid off and they won't jump out. What? Yes. Because they're conditioned to their environment. They still can, and they still are capable to jump three feet in the air. It's in them, but they feel like because they've tried and tried and tried that they're, they're not capable anymore. So I relate that to our society, you know, whether you come from whatever background and you're conditioned, oh, well, my dad worked at the foundry, my grandfather worked at the foundry, I guess that's what I'm going to do too, Mm -hmm. you know, or I, my, my parents lived a modest life. And so that's, I guess that's what I'm, my destiny is I'm going to live a modest life. And you hear about these success stories and, and rags to riches and overnight successes, which I don't believe is possible, but, (laughs) but, uh, but the thing is, is we all are are uniquely made and designed to be greater than we are. Mm -hmm. And, and it's just the, the inner belief and the belief that we can break through that glass ceiling and we can jump three feet in the air, like that analogy was, or that example. And we just have to have that inner belief. And so the imposter syndrome to me, it relates to that exactly because we're conditioned to where we think we should be. We should gravitate to this level of income because that's kind of what we've been around. You know, we should gravitate. And it's really cool to hear that your parents are so supportive. Um, but there's a lot of people out there that don't have that. But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you can't do it. Right. You know, it goes back to what do you want? What do you believe you can do? Right. And then getting the things, the knowledge and the skill that help you overcome that fear and doubt and rejection from your past. That'll help you get to that next level and give you the courage and confidence to overcome it. Yeah. I, I like to, I like to remind myself that the things that I think about as being possible as really big dreams and goals of mine are to one of two things, right? So the first thing is that I see other people doing it. I see that other people have what I want and that are creating things that I want to create. They're having experiences that I want to experience. So that is proof number one, that it is possible for me. And the second and most powerful proof that I give to myself is that I would have not been given this vision if it weren't really possible. I wouldn't be able to see in my mind's eye, in my brain, what that looks like unless it's there. I mean, it is there for a reason. So that is the the two things that I kind of prove to myself on the day on a daily basis that if ever that Jekyll and Hyde or, you know, self self doubt or imposter syndrome comes back up and tries to bite me and tear me down for the, for the day or the afternoon is that I just remember those two things that other people are doing it. So it's possible. And most importantly, I was given that vision and that dream for a reason. It is possible. You would not have been given that unless you couldn't achieve it. So those are some of the things that I like to just, again, remind myself of, because otherwise nobody else is going to sit here and believe in me more than I believe in me. So that's, that's some good reminders that I like to keep in the front of my mind. That's great. That's great stuff. So you talk about uh, the value of women in the sales industry and, and the mm-hmm. power that they, they bring combined with their instinct, allowing them to do incre- incredible business dynamics. They all, all come, my wife says guys are like waffles and women are like spaghetti. <laughs> Guys, guys compartmentalize things and they're like, okay, I got to do this task and check that box. And then I can move on to the next one. And then she says that uh, 
women are like spaghetti. They're all over the place, but they can accomplish so many different things. So I think that's a pretty cool analogy. And I, and it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of truth for me anyway. I mean, I'm, I'm like, okay, I do this, do this, do this. I'm, I'm not the guy that eats one thing at a time on my plate. I can multitask that way, but you know, as far as the, other right. stuff, but. Okay. But that is were, so funny. Were, I love, go ahead. <laughs> I love that saying. That's so funny. Yeah. So if you were speaking to a bunch of women uh, that maybe are at home and that are thinking about some things and maybe thinking that, you know, I, I really think I have this great idea and I'd really like to do it. Um, but you know, the imposter syndrome or, or stinking thinking comes in and, and they're just like, mm -hmm. you know, I probably can't because I have this responsibility or that response. What, what kind of advice would you give them to get started and maybe some first steps they could take to take a successful on a successful career? Yeah, I think there's so many, so many ways that you can do this. And, and this is one of the reasons why I started the gold print is, is to let people know that, that it is possible and that it's more than possible. Um, but I think one of the best things that you can do is figure out what it is that you love, right? Figuring out if you are a, if you, if you love to, you know, I sell insurance, that's not a good example because you don't just, again, wake up loving to sell insurance and wanting to do that, but let's just say sell makeup. Okay. So that's a very common thing. I I'm a really big believer in, good direct sales. So that could be something that somebody starts in is just learning to figure out why, why that's important to them and why they would want to do this. Why would you want to put time into something like this? And that's actually where I started out my career in sales is during college, I sold jewelry at home parties. I would sell jewelry to women. And so I learned how to sell to that, um, you know, to the emotions. And, and that is one of the reasons why I, uh, again, loved sales is because I could make such a positive impact. So that's the first thing that I would do is, is advise them to find something that they love and that they're going to be able to put their passion into. Because just like anything, if you're starting a business, if you're starting in sales, people are not just going to flock to you. You know, I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but it's just not the truth. So you need to flock yourself <laughs> in order for other people to want to come to you, to have them help you or have you help them with whatever it is that you're looking at. So I would say that would be the first thing. Um, the next thing is to get somebody or something, some support system in place, whether it's your spouse, whether it's another group of other women that are selling wine or jewelry or, you know, whatever it is that you're looking at selling is just getting a solid support system because there's going to be so many difficult days. And I know that especially with like stay at home moms, they are typically alone, right? They, they feel sometimes that they're on an Island. And, and that is a really, really big thing when it comes to mental side of things is why would, why would anybody believe in me? Right. So getting that support system and getting that cheerleader system in place can be really, really helpful. And then from there, it's honestly just continually building skill and building their self-confidence. And so I talk a lot about that too in my, um, in, in the gold print is how do I boost my own confidence to be able to want to do more? How do I learn more skills in order to feel more confident, right? Because again, competence, you know, the skill really well, and that means that you're going to be more confident with it. So obviously those are some very, three, very basic, small steps, but that is really one of the biggest things that people have to push through is like, well, what am I going to do? You know, I'm sitting at home or I'm staying at home with my kids, or maybe my kids have all gone to school now and I have the days open, you know, how, how can I use my time and my gifts and my talents and treasures in a more impactful way? So that, uh, those are just some few steps that I could uh, come up with to help lead somebody into the right direction. Yeah, I think it's probably somewhat overwhelming because if, if you do have this passion that you talk about, which I think is key in this belief in yourself, 
but then putting the processes in place. But that's the simple part. Yes. Because there's already established processes. And, Always. And you, can, and you can tap into groups or mentors or coaches that can help guide you and show you and introduce you to the people that can put you into those processes simple and seamlessly. And so if you're listening out there and it's something that you want to do, just disregard that that negative thought about the processes because the processes are not the tough part. The tough yeah. part is finding what you want to do, what you love and what you're passionate about and then what you can make a difference. And then you just got to give, 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 and it'll come back to you. Truly, it does. Yes. It's crazy how it happens, but it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next for you in business? You know, you podcast, you know, what are you going to be doing? Yes. Yeah, that is, that's awesome. Um, I appreciate that answer, that question. So yes, I am actually uh, launching as well. My uh, podcast It's called the golden goose podcast. And I would cool. love to have you on uh, one day. Right. That would be great. Uh, but yeah. basically the golden goose podcast is, you know, uh, a supporting piece of the gold print. And I named it the golden goose because I want people to realize that they are the golden goose in their own life, right? So it spins off the old tale. I'm not sure if you've heard it or not, but there's an old farmer who has, you know, geese, right? And he finds out that one goose lays golden eggs and slowly but surely he becomes greedy and he wants all of the golden eggs at once. So he cuts open the golden goose and now all he sees is, you know, the, the goose guts inside and he just ruined his only, you know, chance for freedom and wealth. So the last part of that story is very sad, but the beginning part is awesome because I want to help people see that they are capable of creating their own life, their own freedom. And so that is, uh, that's what's next for me. I've been recording the first few episodes, so that should be launching in the next couple of weeks as well. It will be called the golden goose podcast. So that is what's next for me. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, you, you're married. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any kids yet? Or you guys lucky, lucky me, huh? <laughs> um, yes, uh, we have my my husband has a daughter, so it's my stepdaughter. She is eight, um, yeah. and um, no no children for the two of us yet. Uh, but definitely on our, our radar in the next few years, maybe in the de next decade. Who knows? You know, yeah, so yeah. just it'll come when it's supposed to. Yeah, <laughs> yes, um, but yeah. So yeah, my husband and I are both very passionate about building businesses and working on creation. Um, I think it's really funny because he is such an introverted person. Like if you were to talk to him, he would just, he would just, he would not want a small talk. He would basically just shut down. Right. Because that's just not who he is. And it's a total opposite of me. Right. Because I thrive on talking to people on small talk, you know, just getting to know people. And so we work really well as a pair together because he is such an analytical and strategic person. So he and I work together well because he's the brains and I'm the the voice, you know? Yeah. So when we, when yeah. we work on things and, and build things together, it works out really well because I can, I can elaborate on those. And he is the, he's the one that we kind of bounce ideas off of and, and make decisions based off of. So yeah, it's, it's fun. So the, those are some of my uh, most interesting podcast guests or people like your husband that yeah. one or two word answers. And then yeah. there's all this dead space. It's like, uh, can we elaborate, please? A little more. Give me something. A little bit. I only <laughs> have so have, many questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there's people like me that you're like, okay, that's enough talking. <laughs> oh, so, you're doing great, man. I, I tell you what, I really have enjoyed our conversation. I got a couple of questions yeah. to wrap up and then we'll get you on your way. But Absolutely. Uh, so what's the best piece of advice you ever received? Oh, that is an excellent question. Um, that is a really good question. I would say 
Yeah, I would say if not you, then who? If not you, then who? So I repeat that in my brain frequently of I, I am the one that's going to do this. I have been given this vision. This is my decision. This is my life. And I get to create my own reality. That's awesome. Do you mind if I steal that and put that up on my vision board? Of course, apps, please do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people would appreciate that because it's very deep, but yet simple. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a yeah. lot, lot to reflect on. And, and um, I, I recently uh, put up there, um, do the next right thing. Oh, yeah. And if you, if you can live your life like that, I think the, if a lot of people could do that, then, you know, the next right thing that, that could be walking across the parking lot, picking up a piece of paper that's blowing across the ground, you know, uh, somebody else will get it. But if not you, then who's going to do it? Exactly. Right? Yep. Yep. You know, they kind of go hand in hand, but uh, that's really cool. So how do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as a passionate, powerful, caring, generous, loving person. That is exactly what, what I've been living so far. And with these last, you know, these last, probably about the last year of my life has just been exploring that even more. Um, and I know you probably can attest to this as well, that after you've hit a certain level of success monetarily, you just don't do it for the money. You know, you just don't do it because you want to get paid that extra thousand bucks or whatever it would be. It's just, it's not about that at all. And so when I am, you know, like Apex, for example, I'm connected with some really powerful and incredible people. And what I think is so interesting is that other people's perceptions of what wealth is, is based solely on money. And I want people that are listening right now to know that the truly wealthy and successful people do not play by the same set of rules. Wealth is truly a part of who they are. They're wealthy in their health. They're wealthy in their relationships. They're wealthy in their self-belief. And the money side of it is just simply one of the scores is just simply one of the pieces that is part is that is part of that. So that is what I'm building as well is I'm building my financial wealth. I'm building my health wealth. I'm building my relationship wealth. And, and honestly, I want to make a more positive impact. I cannot tell you how many people and friends and, and just, yeah, just people that I know that have been impacted by depression and anxiety and mental illness. And I think that social media has a lot to do with that. And so I want to use social media as a positive force and for a reason for people to want to get connected and stay connected with people. So that was a very long answer, Jerry. <laughs> no, that's good. I, I, yes. <laughs> yeah. I love your energy. I love your enthusiasm, your excitement. It just comes right through the screen to me. I'm, I'm really super excited to I'll be able to do life with you and anything that I can do to help promote your podcast or your business. I'm, I'm down, you know, awesome. I appreciate that a lot. Wow. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. But again, I I appreciate you. Um, How how do people get a hold of you if if, uh, they want to reach out to you? Yes, definitely. So I'm on social media. Um, My handle is at bizlete. So B-I-Z-L-E-T-A-Y. And I'll be uh, launching the Golden Goose podcast very soon as well. So make sure you follow me on those platforms and I'll get you connected to the right places to to find me in other places. So definitely do that because she's got a lot of great things going on. And um, I know that she's going to make a huge impact, uh, not only in the women, but also in the guys out there, because you've definitely made an impact on me today. So I really appreciate taking the time. Yes, I appreciate appreciate your time as well and inviting me on. It was uh, it was great to get to know you a little bit better. Absolutely. 100 percent. So, hey, guys, remember yesterday's history. Tomorrow's a mystery. 
Today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. Make it a good one.